0: Welcome to the Lean Blog Podcast. Visit our website at www.leanblog.org. Now, here's your host, Mark Graben. Hi, this is Mark Graben. This is episode number 41 of the Lean Blog Podcast for April 27, 2008. This is the third and final part of a recent series with Professor Jeffrey Liker from the University of Michigan, uh, where we're talking about his most recent book, Toyota Culture. Today, we have a question that came in from a blog reader about uh, developing managers and some of the trade-offs and uh, factors involved in developing managers in place versus rotating them in the organization. Um, What what impact does rotating managers have on leadership and culture, how Toyota handles that. So I hope you enjoy what Professor Lecker has to say and that you'll come back for more episodes of the podcast. Thanks for listening. I wanted to ask one question that I think (laughs) <laughs> would, would tie in well to topics in the book this is a, a question that actually came from a reader of my blog he's an engineer at a, a really large probably even fortune 100 company uh, you know on fortune 500 his question was yeah how often do frontline and the next level of, of management personnel change and uh, Toyota or companies that have successfully implemented you know the Toyota production system that you know, he he, he thought that you know, this idea of respect for people would be more better sustained when you have longer term relationships between workers and, and their management and you know a, a more traditional company, uh, I think like his. You know, management changes every eighteen months or so. It's hard to develop those relationships. So I'm curious what what your thoughts are. Well, like I said the people are.
1: value stream takes takes many years. Uh, arguably, takes at least a decade to to develop an assistant manager say. Uh, you could develop a team leader a little bit more quickly than that uh, but the uh, responsibility for leadership and for reinforcing to a culture uh, is going on at every level from the president down to the team leader and the team leader is an hourly person and the team leader only has uh, five to eight people who they support so there's you know that's very intimate at that that level Uh and the team leaders working with those people every day, doing the job sometimes, other times off the job, supporting. Uh, so uh, at any of those levels, if you start to turn over people every 18 months, you've never you never have time to even develop anybody <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: to the level needed to be a teacher and a and a mentor. So you need some sort of critical mass. I don't know exactly what that percentage is, whether it's. 50% or 70% or 80%, but you need a core, ma- core critical mass of people who stay there and who continue to learn, and then you can afford to have some turnover and movement uh, as long as you have that critical mass. Like I said, I don't know exactly what that number is. Now, Toyota actually does move people around inside the company to develop them, and that's part of that people value stream is that you, they want people... To continually to grow and develop to the extent they want to, so one one person may be happy to be a team leader and stay a team leader, and they want to stay in that area and they want to stay on day shift and to advance they'd need to go to night shift or something like that. so that person stays a team leader for twenty five years and that that happens and then but somebody else wants to move high they want to move to uh, maybe they want to learn maintenance or they may move them to the to the Kaizen group or to a pilot team that introduces new products. And of course, when they do that, they're taken out of their role, mm-hmm. and now that uh, group has to replace them. The group leader would then be responsible for figuring out. The group leader is responsible for knowing the next three people in line to be team leaders, mm-hmm. who come from the group, and those people should already be trained and ready to go when. He loses a team leader to the pilot team. Uh, so now, if you change too many people, if the group leader changes at that same time, and all the team leaders were to change, that work group is going to be in trouble, and then they have to move people from another part of the plant, and that they'll you know they'll find experienced team leaders and group leaders to rebuild that group, and then of course that group is now weaker, so it it has a domino effect. But that's the kind of the movement they do, mm. uh, and then at a higher level, if uh, a general manager leaves, they have to have assistant general managers there to take their place. And occasionally, they have to hire somebody from outside. And when they do that, uh, they have to find somebody with who already has the characteristics. Fortunately, there's other companies like Subaru or or uh, or Numi uh, where they can find people with similar sorts of experience. Mm-hmm. And then they have to be surrounded by people who've been there for a long time, who can then teach them and indoctrinate them. They have to have the mentality that I'm here to learn. I'm not here to lead and, and, yeah. and uh, bring my, uh, my way to, to Toyota and they can bring it. But, so anyway, uh, the point is that there's, that you always have to have uh, a critical mass of people in any one area that have grown up and understand the trade away, and then they can absorb new people uh, who who fit in and who are willing to learn. And that's happening all the time now. You go to another company that has the kind of turnover that you were talking about, and number one, they probably never really consciously developed a culture. Mm -hmm. I mean, the culture sort of evolved, but they don't consciously try to teach their culture, and they don't know exactly what it is, and they don't have very strong beliefs about what it is so then it's even harder to teach something that you haven't defined yourself right uh and then in addition to that people are coming and going and there's no rhyme or reason and uh so the culture is constantly in flux and uh you know and that's unfortunately life in most of the companies now they try to do lean and mm-hmm. but they're going to look at they'll, they will look at lean as a set of tools mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to eliminate waste and they will want to teach people these tools so that they can eliminate waste. And they're, they're going to get a certain amount of benefit that can be significant because they probably have so much waste and, and so much low-hanging fruit. But once they get past that initial low-hanging fruit, they're going to have trouble sustaining even what they've done, let alone continually improving. Uh, so the answer is to, that, to the person who asked that question would be, yes, you have to have a degree of stability, before you can create a culture of continuous improvement, and management, senior management has to understand the value of truly developing people, and that it takes time, and that people are coming and going all the time. You yeah. Yeah. you lose. You never can really develop that that culture.
0: Yeah. So is is it fair to assume then there's there's probably not a a rote off the cuff number of you know it makes sense to leave people in place for X number of years. It's more of just figuring out what makes sense, what... what... Speaking
1: Toyota's uh, rule of thumb is, is three years is a minimum.
0: Oh, okay. It, it, it seems like the, the mindset... The, oh, I'm sorry, go and
1: ahead. In the, the case of uh, the president, the, the current president, that's a five-year position, and they at lower levels it might be three years. Uh, but less than three years, it's hard to really uh, even learn enough to and get the trust of the people enough to to make a big uh, contribution. Uh, but the more important thing than the number of years is who's who's there, work group by work group by work group, who's in that work group who provides the leadership, and do they have the capacity if they lose one person? Uh, and is there somebody else who can come in and replace you if you leave? Uh, but, you know, like I said, there's a lot of rotation in Toyota, Uh, Inside the company, uh, that, and the expectation is that if I'm a manager and my best person, and I'm in manufacturing engineering, and they're starting up a new plant in uh, Mexico, and it'll be a great developmental experience for this for my best person to go down there for three years and help in the startup and and really teach and take a leadership role. The expectation is, I should say you sh- you need to do this for you. You need to take this opportunity. Don't worry. I'll figure it out. You know, and I'll find somebody and then expect that other, that the human resource department will be working with me and we'll find somebody who can replace that person. Uh, but it's not acceptable for me to just hang on to somebody just because I lean on them and they're, you know and, and trust them and don't want, you know, so there's uh an expectation that good people are good people. And, uh, and somebody's learned the trade away is going to be able to do the job. Uh, and therefore, you don't want to kind of get people stuck in a given position.
0: Right. It, it seems like a lot of big companies, their idea, of, you know, we, we develop people by promoting them or moving them. And it seems like what what you're describing with this, the, the quality people value stream, is that uh, you, you should be developing people every day. They should be learning right. and, and developing. Right. It, it shouldn't require a promotion to, to – to, Right. Yeah.
1: Right, and sometimes even, even moves or lateral moves, and some of you'll say, you know, I was in assembly, now I'm doing the same thing in paint. I have so much to learn, and I have to learn that before I could go up to a general manager level. And they're willing to to move for for two or three years at a at a lateral level, because they know there's something that they need to learn.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well appreciate your, uh, your your time and your thoughts here. Again, our, our guest was uh, Professor Jeffrey Leiker from University of Michigan and the author most recently of Toyota Culture. So if, if you're listening and, and you want to uh, get more information about this and, and his other books, you can check the um, the show notes um, on my blog. And um, w- w- would you also like to tell the listeners a little bit um, about OptiPrize and, and the work you, you do through that organization?
1: Uh, well, we, it's a private consulting company and, uh, we've been working with, uh, companies just as any other consulting firm are. We try to stick to the TEDA philosophy and teaching the TEDA way and taking the perspective that we're teachers and, uh, and coaches and, and we're not going to do it for you and we're not here to implement XYZ tool and, and get this amount of cost savings uh We're here to develop your your people to uh understand this this lean mindset and uh so and so we're trying to transfer the knowledge. and we do focus on a few key people who become internal lean leaders because you have to start someplace and uh that's usually our starting point and at the same time, I often will spend time uh coaching the senior management uh so you know that's what we do, and we're trying to uh, do our best to teach what we've learned.
0: Okay, and if people are interested in learning learning more about the firm, there, there's a website, I assume.
1: Yeah, it's www.optiprise.com.
0: Okay, well, great. Um, well, again, appreciate your time, and and certainly appreciate um, your your writing and and your new books. So, um, thanks for your time today. Welcome. Good to talk to you, Mike. Thanks for listening. This has been the Lean Blog Podcast. For lean news and commentary updated daily, visit www.leanblog.org. If you have any questions or comments about this podcast, email mark at leanpodcast at gmail.com.